It's Monday. It's December 5th. And the word of the day is Quaffed, which is a one-word announcement that it's time for a drink. Huh. Used in a sentence, I've been playing the game of COVID Quaffed by myself all week with two jugs of NyQuil in my beer helmet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't have the COVID excuse, but I needed one of those to get through the Netherlands game, if that counts. I am no illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Joe Biden murders Thomas the Tank Engine with his <laughs> bare hands. <laughs> we learn that the sentence for voter fraud in Ohio is basically noogies. And Alex Jones plays host to a Nazi-themed episode of The Masked Singer. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, you have any gracious words for the Netherlands? Tulip we start? sucking cloggies. <laughs> I, I demand nice. that we drug test their country. Their country right? has to be clean. Absolutely. It's not a, it's not a real sport anyway. With your feet? <laughs> Get out of here. If there, was a, if there was a World Cup for real football, we'd whip your asses. The Absolutely. In our lead story tonight... Uh, Biden signed legislation on Friday that would avert a national rail strike or sorry, avert a legal national rail strike. And no, I'm not making a moral distinction there. All the best strikes are illegal. I'm just being characteristically pedantic in my wording. But working under the Interstate Commerce Clause of the Constitution, Congress was able to pass a bipartisan bill to avert a work stoppage that would have cost the economy about two billion dollars a day, according to estimates cited in the New York Times. Because, come on, America's not going to spend two billion dollars a day and not kill some brown people with it. What are you, what are you fucking kidding me? And, and, and look, say what you will about Biden. He, he's been on the wrong side of a lot of issues during his 50 years or whatever in public office. But one issue he's been consistently strong on is support for unions. So this came as a bit of a surprise. He'd argued against congressional intervention on this for quite a while, fearing that it would weaken the workers' bargaining position. But with both parties stalemated in the negotiations and a shutdown of virtually all the nation's uh, freight rail on the horizon, he urged Congress to take action last week and managed to get a bill cobbled together and passed through both houses of Congress in a couple of days' time. Uh, The deal includes a 24% increase in wages over the next five years, more scheduling flexibility, and one additional day of of, uh, paid time off per year. Okay, see, this right here, this is the communist nightmare that Ayn Rand warned us about, (laughs) and nobody listened. Man, I sure hope the billionaires don't start disappearing. Cause right? <laughs> wow. That that would show us if they yeah, disappeared. Sure We'd would. be fucked. Yeah, it's weird because I, I checked Twitter and Twitter is pretty sure that Joe Biden and the Monopoly guy teamed up to literally fuck all the rail workers to death. Uh-huh. It's, it's almost like people are running out of excuses or something. I don't, it's hard to, so, hard to tell. Now, I, I should note that this was the deal that was on the table when Congress stepped in. And it had been rejected by several rail unions because it didn't include a provision for paid sick leave, which in a post-COVID world should be the easiest goddamn concession in the fucking world. Republicans, however, refused to pay along if sick leave was uh, put into the package and Democrats needed Republican votes to pass this through America's least democratic, democratic institution, the Senate. Uh, w- one more time, with all due emphasis, the Republicans would rather shut down the economy in a time of high inflation right before the holidays and cost the economy $2 billion a day than see to it that people who travel from state to state for a living don't have to come to work when they're contagious. Yeah, that's what's happening. Also worth noting, 
not giving people reasonable wages and benefits is costing the economy all the time already. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Anything that changes that, like a strike, for example, needs to get positive credit for that part. And it needs to be mentioned every time. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. What should have happened is that Joe Biden should have used the Clone Wars to destabilize the Senate and pass through the sick leave on his own. I am a reasonable voter. <laughs> I just want him <laughs> to no, fight Yoda. Uh, now, of course, Democrats wanted it to be super duper clear whose idea leaving out sick pay was. Didn't help Eli's Twitter feed, obviously, but they tried. Uh, so they tried to push through a standalone bill that would have added paid sick leave to the package and at least forced Republicans to vote against it. The measure was rejected by a vote of 52 to 43. That's 52 for of course, because it's the Senate, so winning a clear fucking majority isn't enough. Incidentally, six Republicans did vote in favor of the bill, including Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and Josh Hawley, and they deserve zero fucking credit for that. Okay? The, the Republican senators with presidential aspirations voted in favor of this, but only once they knew it wasn't going to actually fucking pass. Yeah, and speaking of prominent Republicans, I think we all know what President Kanye would do with trains. So, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> More on that later. He'd keep them running, that's for sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, a, a lot of liberals are understandably and rightfully pissed about this intervention. Uh, striking is the only real power these workers have, and a democratically controlled Congress moved to take that away from them. Once again, the rights of the people were subordinated to the needs of the economy. And regardless of whose fault it is that paid sick leave couldn't pass in Congress, Congress isn't the body that should be adjudicating that in the first place. And, and without Democratic complicity, they wouldn't be. Sorry to sound like Eli's Twitter feed. But yes, the economy is in a precarious position at the moment. But A... It's always going to be in a precarious position as long as Republicans are still a thing. B, we're as far from an election cycle as it is possible to be in this country. And C, one of the main reasons the economy is in that position is that not enough people can take time off of fucking work when they're fucking sick. So I feel like we just let these motherfuckers strike. Agreed. Agreed. But I just want to throw this out there. I'm already seeing the like, this is how Joe Biden loses the white working class yeah. hot mm -hmm. takes. And just a quick reminder, as we've learned in the last two elections, we've already lost those racist sacks of shit and we don't need them. We have their gay kids in Gen Z who, once again, repeating my favorite fact, canceled out every vote of everyone over the age of 65 in the midterms and sure don't give a fuck about trains besides, you know, Thomas the Tank Engine, I'm sure. So y'all are going to have to come up with a political tactic besides do what I want or I'll become a fascist because that one doesn't work anymore. Clearly. Yeah. All right. Well, quick before we move on to the Kanye West portion of the program, I think it'd be a great time to remind everybody about our first sponsor this week, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay. And what do you see in this one? Um, Two geese. I guess. Yeah, definitely ADHD and ADD. Can you have both? Oh, with the two geese? Yeah, for sure. You got hey it. Hey, guys. Guys, what are you doing? Oh, hey, Noah. I, I saw this test for ADD and ADHD on TikTok, so I'm just diagnosing Heath here. Hey, did you know that not texting people back is actually because of my ADHD? All this time. That's what it's, it's been. Great. It's great. By the way, I am so sorry for talking about that on air and like yeah, well, making um, fun of you. Not forgiven. Guys, guys, taking care of your mental health is actually really important, and it's equally important that you have it done by a licensed professional. 
What are you suggesting, Noah, that I become a doctor? Because the medical board was pretty clear that I'm not no, allowed. No, no, I'm legally I'm not allowed to suggest that. I, I I was suggesting BetterHelp online therapy. Oh, what's um BetterHelp online therapy? As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Skeptocrat. All right, he looks like we won't be able to diagnose you from home after all. Oh, okay. Well, why did the medical board ban you anyway? Oh, so you know how cadavers are supposed to be refrigerated? You know what? Never mind. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Kanye for Hitler news. Gimp mask. Kanye West in a gimp mask said he the wore quiet, a gimp mask <laughs> said the quiet part out loud again this week, uh, and it was a little extreme for Alex Jones. For yes, Alex Jones. <laughs> and so yes, we have the honor, nay, the privilege of talking about it. Yeah, no. Apparently, there is a step beyond insufficiently skeptical for the Joe Rogan podcast, and we just found it, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the three. Hour-long interview was Kanye West's first appearance on InfoWars and was supposedly to discuss a recent dinner that Kanye West, a self-hating ex-homosexual pedophile apologist Milo Yiannopoulos, and white supremacist Nick Fuentes shared with former president and probably all of those things Donald Trump last week. Uh, Side note, according to insiders familiar with that dinner... Kanye West used that dinner to request Donald Trump join him as his running mate for his <laughs> run for president. I actually like that power move. That <laughs> An idea is. that Trump apparently was not super pleased with. Oh, God. he should have offered to make him the head of housing and urban development, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> I love that they both thought they tricked each other and used the other guy to like gain power. But turns out they were both absolutely wrong. And they yeah, both yeah, look right. horrible. Right. <laughs> now, I promise to get to the InfoWars interview in a moment. But just real quick, Keith, uh, I believe that we actually have a hidden microphone at Mar-a-Lago still working. And we have some audio yeah. from the after effects of that meeting. Do we not? We do indeed. Let's roll that footage. All right, Nick. Yay, Milo. It was great seeing you guys. Thanks thanks again for coming. Yeah, let's do this again soon, guys. That was a lot of fun. Okay, all right. They're gone. Oh, thank God. Those dudes are out of their fucking minds. That was extremely uncomfortable. Let's absolutely never do that again. That was oh, horrible. Oh, for sure. Desperately in need of psychological help. Absolutely. It's a chalk. It's a chalk. Absolutely. You guys want to watch White Lotus? Oh, yeah, totally. But you guys have to catch me up. I'm, like, lost right now. Dario Lost is a great show. It's episodic. Eh, I think it's just, it's fine. All right, on to the interview. Anyways, appearing in a full-face gimp mask, thank you, Heath, Kanye appeared on InfoWars <laughs> to discuss that meeting. But he ended up talking about Hitler Adolf instead. Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot? A lot. Saying in his opening salvo, quote, I like Hitler. 
I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. To which Alex fucking Jones replied, well, I have to disagree with that. (laughs) Alex Jones had to walk back Kanye West. Yes. It's so much worse than you think it is. Listen to the Knowledge Fight episode about this, guys. You really should. Uh, the, The entire interview was Alex Jones going like, well, at least you're not saying X. And then Ye being like, yeah, but, but X, though, X. <laughs> <laughs> right after he said it. It was very, very amusing. Okay, so the gimp mask. That actually makes perfect sense to me. That tracks. But why is Kanye dressing like a, like a vampire duck hunter for the last month or so? What's happening <laughs> great there? Great question. <laughs> a great, great question. Does he think he's hunting vampire ducks? Or he's... <laughs> Wait a second. I know who he's been in touch with. Put the pieces together, Heath. You know it, too. He has been in touch. Ron DeSantis? Wrong. Herschel Walker. They're going to (laughs) go hunt vampires together. That makes sense. Yeah. They're werewolves. Maybe DeSantis, too. Maybe DeSantis, too. That's where they got the boots. Yeah. But that's not all. Uh, Later in the interview, Jones told Kanye, quote, you're not a Nazi and you don't deserve to be called that and demonized. To which Kanye replied, well... Uh, not never a good sign, by the way. You don't you don't want someone to <laughs> yeah, right, yes. with well. <laughs> this is not an equivocate type response <laughs> situation. Yes. Yeah. So this is what he said. Again, an exact quote here. Well, I see good things about Hitler. I love everyone. And Jewish people are not gonna tell me you can love us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're pushing with the pornography. But this what? guy that invented highways invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. What? You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. And exact quote. I'm sorry. Does he think Hitler invented the microphone? He does. He does. Yeah, what, apparently, yeah. What does he think radios used before Hitler showed up? <laughs> also, also, America's oldest highway was built in 1908, so either Hitler invented them in his teens, or no, the fuck he didn't. Also, what? did the Jewish people invent porn? Is that what he was suggesting? Yeah, no, his, his no. big kick lately. I recommend the whole interview. His big kick lately is that, and I don't know where he got the statistic. I got to find it. Is that 90% of pornography in the world is created by Jewish people. And like what? they're using it to shrink the brains and destroy. I was, I, I was, like we owe them a thank you then, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Great job with all the porn, guys. (laughs) I'm just picturing a Jewish porn director being like, and you're stooping, and you're stooping, and you're stooping, (laughs) and enough of that. It's hot in here. It's exhausting. (laughs) I'm tired watching it. Okay, I have a theory. I think Kanye's whole political thing for the last six years or whatever is part of a long con, but also Kanye forgot what he's building to in that long con. So so now he's just like Nazi vamping. Okay. I don't even know that he knows what a long con is from the beginning, but I think it's just a confusion. That <laughs> yeah. he, he tried something to start with and now he doesn't know what's happening. Exactly. Uh, one last thing. And personally, I feel like this isn't getting enough attention. Uh, this is how Jones ended the fucking whack show of an interview. Exact quote again. This is absolutely lit. This is lit. Lit, 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 lit. Number one show in the world right now. <laughs> End uh, quote. Yikes. 
<laughs> he literally ended it with cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so, Nazis. Awesome. And then they cut right before he dove across the desk and grabbed that mask. What are you doing? Take off the mask. Yeah. And in Snipe Hunter news. Brilliant. Fantastic. We have a shocking new revelation about Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, minus the surprise part and the new part. But otherwise, it's totally a something burger. No, it's not. Following a leak last week of internal communications at Twitter from October of 2020, we learned that executives at the company discussed moderating the content on their platform. Ah! Right, yeah, no, and that's a direct violation of the... The nothing. But the story about Hunter Biden's laptop ended up being completely silenced by Twitter in October of 2020. And that's why you never heard about any of this until now. And we're breaking it to you on this podcast. Unless, of course, you read a hugely popular article in the New York Post that broke the story in October of 2020 or related coverage on Fox News or Breitbart or the Daily Wire or Newsmax or the Daily Caller or The Blaze or The Washington Times or Donald Trump all over national television or maybe a website other than Twitter or on Twitter when they stopped blocking that content like two days later. Yeah. Yeah, no, Republicans never shut up about how they're not allowed to talk about the thing they never shut up about. And and we still let them have senators. I don't get it. Yeah, well, you know, when your new boss thinks everything he agrees with politically is free speech and everything else is, quote, a slave in my daddy's emerald mine, it makes a lot more <laughs> sense contextually. You know, you gotta yeah. parse that. <sighs> All right. So here's the basic background, because, again, nobody ever learned about this. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the narrative from The New York Post and now the Republican Party. Hunter Biden spilled water from his pipe of drugs onto his mm -hmm. laptop, mm -hmm. so he went to an expert named John Mac Isaac at a strip mall in Delaware. Isaac, who happens to be a big Trump supporter and also legally blind, was pretty sure the laptop was dropped off by Hunter Biden. This would have been easily confirmed with security cameras, but this is all the way back in 2019, before those were a thing. So eventually, <laughs> the FBI showed up to take the laptop. But Isaac was highly suspicious of a liberal conspiracy by William Barr's Justice Department mm -hmm. yeah, at the well, time. Yeah, clearly, yeah. So Isaac made a copy of the laptop before it got taken. Which is then a crime. he said to himself, the laptop seemed to have sensitive information about dealings with Ukraine, I better contact someone known for integrity in that area. I'm going to send this to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> and then Giuliani gave it to the best goddamn journalism team that he knew. The New York Post that yes. has one fold. Yes. H high school rumors about hand jobs have more convincing chains of custody than yeah. this. We, right. And we have to point out. That is why it was labeled fake news on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Republicans are acting like, oh, we were always denying the existence of the contents of this laptop. No, 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 no. Your original story was that it fell out of Air Force One into the mail slot at the New York Post. <laughs> and that is fake news, right? That was a lie that the New York Post told. You republished it later as look at what the Russians stole for us. And that's when you didn't have a problem. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so according to the article from the New York Post, the laptop had incriminating emails about Hunter Biden getting paid by Ukraine-based energy company Burisma to 
have a job there. That's what yeah. companies pay people to do. And, and therefore, therefore, Joe Biden did something illegal when he was vice president. But that's not how therefore works. Nope. And also the U.S. intelligence community warned at the time that the story had all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation scheme. So Twitter decided to block the article from being shared at first. Then they reversed that decision like two, three days later. That's the whole story. But now, two years later, Elon Musk decided to help drop the big scoop about still all the exact same information. It was released by prominent Substack newsletter haver Matt Taibbi in the form of a Twitter thread on Friday. Just ahead of Taibbi starting his drop, Musk teased it by tweeting, this will be awesome. And then he added, we're double checking some facts. Now, just to be clear, that double checking could have been watching a live interview from earlier in the week during which Twitter's very own head of site integrity explained exactly what happened in 2020, which we've all known since 2020. Yeah. No, there's nothing new. I miss the Matt Taibbi who didn't suck. You guys remember the Matt Taibbi yeah. who didn't suck? But I mean, look, if you're great. not going to trade your journalistic integrity for an almost viral thread that the rest of the world replies to with a thumbs up emoji, what are you going to do with it, right? I mean, it's yeah, just... Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and despite the absolute nothingness of the burger, Matt Taibbi tried really hard to sell this bombshell of news with bunch of flowery language and like the voice of a movie trailer was what he was going for it starts thread the twitter files what you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents at twitter the twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms it is a frankensteinian tale of a human-built mechanism grown out of the control of its designer. And then, you know, information we already knew. But I'm sorry, was he saying that Twitter was sewn together from other websites? Or why would... Or, or is it that just that Matt Taibbi is physically incapable of getting through three sentences without force-fitting a 15-letter word into one of them? Is that... <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he's just saying, like, you know, Twitter's an out-of-control monster trying to kill the people who created it. And if that's the case, uh, you know, get in line, Matt. We've all been saying that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And from there, Taibi waxes poetic about how Twitter invented the internet. And then he tries to weave this epic tale of conspiracy. But then he has to show us the leaked emails because that's the whole point of his fucking thread. And they contain none of that. So right. it's just more of the movie trailer voice being like people from both parties would sometimes ask Twitter to, to take stuff down and sometimes they would and sometimes they wouldn't. My favorite part was when Elon Musk tried to spice it up during the series of tweets from Taibi. Musk tweeted that Twitter was acting under orders from the government. But then minutes later, Taibi, he had to write this. He was like, there's no evidence that the government was involved in the laptop story. Just please, please don't interrupt. I'm doing it. Right. Also, it was Trump's government at the time. Right. Jesus Christ. Look, I, I know this may seem inconsequential, but it's actually less consequential than you mm -hmm. think. Is his correction? Yeah. So that was Elon Musk trying his hand at being a journalist. And just a reminder, this wasn't his first 
foray into the field. In 2018, Musk had the idea for a website called Pravda. Which <laughs> I is remember Russian, this. Russian for Truth, also the name of their propaganda ministry. And Elon Musk's Pravda was going to solve the problem of news credibility by having just randos on the internet decide the truthiness level of an article by upvoting and downvoting to decide truth. But, you know, that seemed like a whole thing. So he decided to just skip that part and go straight to buying himself a journalism degree for $44 billion. (laughs) And he failed at doing that. Just mwah. Chef's kiss. Speaking of which, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, HelloFresh. Hi, I'm No Illusions. I'm Heath Enright. And I'm Eli Bosnick, here to announce that, unfortunately for humanity, this week, I perfected my chili recipe. What? That's right, Heath. Perfected. The platonic idea of chili now lives inside my brain, and while doubtlessly my mind will soon enough sprout Aronofsky-esque ants and perhaps a tree of life branch or two, welcoming into the world a new era where the only sustenance is my outstanding chili... In the meantime, okay. there's HelloFresh. Weird intro. I uh, feel like they're not going to like this. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. At least for now, as my government-mandated delicious chili spreads across our nation, nay, the planet itself... HelloFresh shall shrivel and die in its shadow. Okay, shrivel and die. Not an awesome thing to say about the sponsor. With over 35 recipes available to choose from each week, there's something to please everyone. Choose from family-friendly, fit and wholesome, even veggie. Plus, you can easily customize your meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. It's true. I was a HelloFresh customer before they became a sponsor, and I still am. That's why I, Heath Enright, personally endorse them as a product, and I do not think they're going to be swallowed in some kind of chili apocalypse. Fool that you are, Heath. Fool that you are. A- anyway, go to HelloFresh.com slash Skeptocrat18 and use code Skeptocrat18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. That's right, Noah. While you still can, go to HelloFresh.com slash Skeptocrat18 and use code Skeptocrat18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh. An excellent way to bide your time till you experience my chili. Next up in headlines in I Lava Good Eruption News, the largest volcano by mass and volume in the world and the second largest in the solar system unless you count the Tharsis Rise, which I don't. Mauna Loa erupted last Sunday for the first time in decades. Several news outlets have described this as a once-in-a-lifetime event, but to be clear, unless those reporters are like like naked mole rats or something, they're wrong. It it last erupted in 1984, and the time before that was 1942. But regardless, it's it's pretty fucking cool. Oh, maybe they misheard the Talking Head song. <laughs> also, uh, not to cross the streams, but this is the volcano that some of our favorite Christian prophets have been claiming Satan is going to burst out of during the end yep. times for years now. So I'm sorry, I'm just loving the image of him sitting there waiting under a slow trickle of smoke and lava. I thought the hole would be bigger. I don't. I think this is going to be a big explosion. Am I supposed really to just, just squeeze? Like pus leaking. Do I wait zit? for it to finish? Or <laughs> now, initially, there was concern that the lava could flow rapidly towards the populated areas to the southwest side of the uh, caldera, but 
uh, fortunately, everyone remembered that the people who live in in those homes knew there was a giant fucking volcano there when they moved in, so fuck them. Also, the lava went the other way and is traveling at a leisurely 30 meters an hour or so. If that doesn't conjure a picture in your head, um, an, an earthworm burrowing through the ground in front of that lava would have a, a fighting chance at winning the race. Uh, there, there's a highway three miles from the edge of the lava flow, and experts are saying that it might get there by this time next week. Okay. That would actually help the fucking libertarian highway system in Michigan just smooth it over a little bit, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But just because there was no immediate threat to life or property didn't mean emergency workers weren't kept busy. Instead of mass evacuations, they've been tasked with wrangling all the tourist jackasses that are flocking to the island with the hopes of pissing directly onto the 2,000-degree lava flow. And, and while most of the women listening might have mistaken that for a humorous exaggeration, I assure you that most of the men listening to this heard me say that and thought, Okay, yeah, but that would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. Be, I feel like plenty of women were thinking that too. NB, everybody. That that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but if you have a vagina and you piss into lava, it's more a final act of defiance than <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you ever see somebody stuff? who's really good with that? It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. No. So Well now so I know yeah. who you both have seen. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so tourists out the ass all over the fucking place. On Thursday, within hours of the eruption, police had to set up a special gawk at the volcano lane on a nearby highway, and they're strictly enforcing a time limit on parking there. Uh, they're also awarding $1,000 fines for people who just stand in the middle of the fucking freeway staring off to one side, which means a lot of people are doing that. Uh, helicopter tours are booked solid for the next couple of weeks, and apparently there's somebody at Hawaii's Park Services whose job, like full-time job right now, is just telling television stations that no, they can not fly their fucking drones over the active volcanic eruptions. In fact, for safety reasons, all the roads around Mauna Loa's summit are closed, so the Park Service has been redirecting everybody around to view the lava flow from nearby Kilauea, which is also an actively erupting volcano, but, you know, a smaller one, I guess. Yeah, the, the universal studios of volcanoes, if you will. No, exactly. Right. 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 And in government kidnapping news... New York City Mayor Eric Adams has been watching too much Fox News, or maybe RoboCop, because in a move that makes quite literally everyone in the state and surrounding areas nervous, he's instructed first responders, including the police force, to enforce a state law that allows them to involuntarily commit people experiencing a mental health crisis. Okay, we've had arresting for crimes the whole time, right? Like, we already had that. Mm -hmm. yep. Maybe the cops can learn to use that toy responsibly, and then maybe, maybe we'll talk about a new <laughs> toy after that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, to, to, And to be clear to anybody who's never lived there, New York City is a mental health crisis. Sure right? is, like yeah. that, 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 that would like be giving them permission to lock anybody up who's in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I guess I should try to steel man this position first. Oh, go, good luck. So New York has always dealt with violence. A, a significant percentage of that violence is attributed to the homeless, even though statistically they're way more likely to be victims of crimes than perpetrators. Uh, a large percentage of New York's homeless population is suffering from mental illness. That's, that is true, but I'm not sure that involuntarily committing those people is a good idea. Sorry, I was steel manning, but I, I, maybe it is a good idea. Nothing like a kidnapping to get you out of a mental slump. Am I right? <laughs> okay, I thought you had to be reading this wrong, but I checked. It says people can be committed against their will 
just for being a little too poor to meet their basic needs. And essentially, yeah. Illegally poor as a mental state, that's at the discretion of the mental health professionals walking the beat at the NYPD now. Yeah. No, it's amazing how many like solutions to homelessness that they're going to cycle through before they hit on homes. Right? Like the solutions right in the fucking name, guys. Right in there, guys. Right right in there. Now, I know what you're thinking, podcast listener. Eli, now that we have your opinion, we obviously have all the information we need. But how do homelessness advocates feel about this idea? You know, just in case we need backup opinions. Well, surprise, surprise, they do not love this new policy. Jacqueline Simone from the Coalition for Homeless told CNN's Brian Gingras, quote, The city really needs to approach this more from a health and housing lens rather than focusing on involuntary removals and policing. You think? End quote. Yeah, because but let's be super clear about it, though. When most New Yorkers talk about the homeless problem, the problem they're talking about is not human beings without homes. Right. It's being able to see those people all the fucking time. You're wrecking my view of the bodega. Right. Yeah. I should also point out that even the police don't like this, right? Well, I mean, firstly, I'm sure because they're confused about any part of their job that isn't murdering people. But two, many have rightly pointed out that like, hey, I'm going to involuntarily commit you to a mental hospital eh, might stoke a violent reaction because, you know, people don't like to be kidnapped. Okay, but violent reaction, then you can normal arrest them. You guys are being weird. That's your thing. <laughs> yes. Now you're resisting. Just tell them to stop resisting. Yeah. <laughs> Add to that, putting cops in charge of who they involuntarily commit doesn't seem like a great idea, right? At the very least, like, Noah is visiting New York in a couple of weeks, and if we have an exit 94B situation, we're going to have to break him out of Bellevue like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm bringing my own water fountain just in case. Yeah, yeah smart. One. Smart. So, yeah. This is a terrible idea that's investing resources in literally kidnapping people at best, but probably murdering them with cops who now think it's their job to kidnap people. So we're going to see how this turns out. Also, fingers crossed no one makes it to the New York City live show, everybody. Bring Just, you know, uh, you know, hope for smooth traffic. And finally tonight, in Glory Wall news... <laughs> We have a story about my all-time favorite Republican political operative, asterisk, Jacob Wool. And, of course, the Smithers in his life, Jack Berkman. <laughs> they both spent the last several years trying to frame prominent Democrats for absurd crimes, but every single time they failed so very badly. They and did, each yeah. time, they'd end up giving these delightful press conferences of failure from Berkman's sad little front stoop, just still covered with like anvil bruises and shrapnel wounds from the acne dynamite <laughs> that blew up in their face. Well, the latest news about Jack and Jake is the culmination of another such failure. They tried to help rig the 2020 election in favor of Donald Trump, by discouraging likely Joe Biden voters from using mail-in ballots with fraudulent robocalls. Well, they got caught as usual. And last week, a judge in Ohio ordered them to do community service in the form of helping register voters. Mm. Makes me very okay. happy. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, that's super funny. But also, like, can we put these guys in jail, please? I, I know they failed, but the Wet Bandits did want to kill Macaulay Culkin. It kind of puts a, yeah, a damper. Right. So, no, I, I get your point, Eli, because they do this so often. But but Heath didn't mention this yet. But um, 
these guys are white. They are white. Yeah, so, that's true. That's yeah. True. So just in case anyone's not familiar with Jacob Wool already, here's a little backstory. It's one of my favorites. In 2018, he tried to frame Robert Mueller for sexual assault. Wool set up a fake company called Surefire Intelligence and tried to find someone using Surefire to falsely accuse Mueller. That backfired when the scam got reported like right away. And when literally anyone checked on Surefire Intelligence, they found Jacob Wool's personal email address listed on the website registration. And the Surefire phone number went to Jacob Wool's mom's voicemail. Yes, yes. And even after it got exposed, he tried to do it anyway, even though people yeah. knew he was going <laughs> to do it. It's just, but think about this, like guys, he was too lazy to set up a fake email account for this. <laughs> An email account. He put less effort into taking down Robert Mueller than we put into getting our monthly free trial from Pure Flix. He That's tried to true. set up a fake that number and missed and landed on his mom's yeah. number. <laughs> Stop typing numbers, you know, yeah. Jacob. Stop typing numbers, you know. <laughs> right. Also, I just have to point this out. That the accuser had tagged herself in a bunch of photos with Wool and may have been the person he was dating at the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Jacob Wool was like, who should I get to accuse one of the most public figures in American life right now that isn't associated with me? Honey? <laughs> <laughs> no? Mom? Yeah. <laughs> I also very much enjoyed his failure in 2020 when he used a dummy Twitter account to publish photos of an FBI raid on Jack Berkman's house, claiming the feds took all their computer stuff. But hours later, hours later, the Daily Beast was like, nah, the whole thing was staged. It was really easy for us for us to figure it out. We'll hire a fake FBI team of actors on Craigslist saying he needed the actors for a TV show. Okay, but what was the plan there? Yes, you did too raid my house. You're lying, <laughs> yeah, <right>. FBI. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, but and, and even if it was just like per, for public perception, right? Like the FBI should take your shit, man. You crime with it constantly. <laughs> the FBI should have just shown up and be like, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, we're taking <laughs> Now that, yeah, shit. right. <laughs> That's, cool. That's actually a really good yeah. idea. We should just take your shit. All right, well, that brings us to the latest. Wolin Berkman made tens of thousands of robocalls leading up to the 2020 election, focusing especially on black neighborhoods with mostly registered Democrats. The recording they made told people that using a mail-in ballot would put you on a government tracking list, and it said, don't be finessed into giving your private information to the man. And because they're just incredibly stupid people, the calls would show up as originating from Jack Berkman's personal cell phone. Jesus Christ, guys. Okay, wait. Heath, you're telling me the guy who wore a very obvious bald wig to fake having cancer (laughs) (laughs) didn't have the ops experience to hide his number from caller ID? Wait, star 69. Nah, that's not it. God damn it. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. So they got easily caught. And Ohio is just one of several states where they're being prosecuted for this. A judge in New York already ordered them to call back 85,000 people (laughs) to correct the false information as part of their punishment. And in Ohio last week, the judge handed them each a fine, also two years of probation, six months of that probation, where they're being electronically monitored from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. every single day, 
And they each got 500 hours of community service at a voter registration center. <laughs> so, no, I appreciate the irony and all, but like, but sentencing these assholes to be entrusted with voter registration information, that seems like a bad idea, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, you know they're going to think that they could just do crimes at 9 p.m. and they won't get caught, right? This is right. it. There's well, no question. PM, yes, uh. <laughs> also, got to mention this one other detail. Despite looking like the fucking mascot for Slytherin hair gel, Jacob Wool <laughs> sells a physical fitness program on his website, and he has an OnlyFans page of his very own. Yes, he does. Eli, you know what to do. Way ahead of you, Heath. <laughs> Way ahead of you. Fantastic. Report back how that goes, whatever it is you were talking about when you said way ahead of me. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all the generous new donors, you will be complimented next time around. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, Godawful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed. Available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. And introduction, here we go. It's, nope, <clears throat> coffee, <laughs> started choking. All right, here we go. I mean, One if time. you start choking in the middle of the It's Monday, probably ups the Patreon. Right, I was going to yeah, say, go. did you guys see that I created the Patreon goal on scathing? Yeah, I did see that. That was that cool. Was <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> it's All right. <laughs> I'm using that one. I'm doing the edit. That's that's the one. <laughs> that's it. All right. No, I, I'm All still rolling. I figured you were about yeah. to say the date or something, and then you stopped. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm looking forward to making the callback soon to the, the denier people, because I asked a lot of them. I was like, oh, so, you know, you're cool with the, the polio vaccine, right? You're not like anti all vaccines. And all of them had to be like, you yeah, know, okay, yeah, polio, that's that one works. <laughs> And I was like, okay, so the difference is that you think this one was like, we made it faster, and the polio one had like four years of run-up instead of like one year or whatever. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I was like, okay, well, you know, there's like 70 years of medical technology since then, computers, it's kind of faster. But if I call you in a few years and mm -hmm. like the blood-brain barrier murder thing didn't happen, do you get to shut the fuck up and apologize? They didn't say yes, but I'm um, yeah, still no, calling. Yeah, no, they don't say yes. No. they know. I, I have found that the uh, the what would falsify your belief question, which used to be a good way to, like, start the conversation on fairgrounds, is an excellent mental health exam. Because <laughs> you'll just be like, occasionally a Christian will email me and be like, do you know that the heartbeat in the brick? And I'll be like, okay, cool. So if that turns out not to be true, 
Will you no longer believe in God? And they're like, I had a head injury when yep. I was 11. And I'm like, oh, care. Okay, we found it. You we sure did. Everybody. <laughs> Told my grandma I loved her. She said, thank you this week. <laughs> yeah. that Yikes. At the That's end fair. of the call. <laughs> my mom has done the same thing, dude. My mom did exactly the same Literally, thing to me. Okay, I love you, grandma. Talk to you soon. <laughs> thank you. Click. Wolf. Yep. <laughs> my mom laughed at me when I said it. It was right after my mo- uh, my my wife's mother passed away, and I had called her on the phone, and I'm like, "Love you, mom," and she goes, "Okay." And then, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've gotten exactly that one too, and like with with the chuckle like that too. It was like, "Okay, yes, yeah." <laughs> okay. Calm down, Amelia Earhart. Wrong, wrong person. <laughs> The better help intern that has to listen to the show gets all the way through it. And it's like, okay, this was not too bad. Oh, God damn it. No. Guys. He's fucking a corpse again. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that vegan chili is good. Like, the I don't care how world. much. There's just no. I perfected it. It doesn't. The best chili. No, like, you, by definition, did not perfect it. No. Nope. perfected it. Yeah, because the best part of the chili is, is meat. Throwing some zippy zappy in there? Some fucking... I don't even want to know. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.